our Father's house, our prayer is that you will be blessed and strengthened by the power of Jesus Christ. We would like to thank you for joining us today as we study God's Word. Now let's join Pastor Odie. If you have your Bible, Second Chronicles, the book of Second, down in the Word this morning, and look at some different places. But I really feel like I've heard from the Lord as to what He would have me to speak to you. Some of it, again, is going to come out like teaching. But we'll just see where the Lord goes, where he takes us. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to look at your neighbor. I want you to look at your neighbor and say, this word is for me. Now, I want you to look at them again and say, it may also be for you. But it is certainly for me. So I guess that covers about all of us, right? Everybody in the room is covered. Uh, so when you, hear the, when you hear the word this morning, don't be thinking, boy, I wish old so-and-so could hear that. Say, I need to hear that. Say it one more time. Say, I need to hear this. Let's pray over it right now. Father, we come to you in Jesus' name. We thank you for every blessing. Thank you for the anointing in this room. Thank you for everything that you have done in our lives. Thank you for healing, for salvation, for forgiveness of sin. We thank you now for your word. We pray for a supernatural anointing on it. Let it speak to your people. Let it challenge us. Let it change us. Add your blessing to it, Lord, in the mighty name and the authority of Jesus. And everyone in the room says, Second Chronicles chapter 26. Uh, what we read here in this chapter, and again, we're going to look at a, we're going to look at a, a few different places in the Word. I want, I want to title this message, Daniel. Here's the title. Oftentimes, Daniel will ask me the title for the for the podcast. Uh, here's the title: From Royalty to Leprosy. From Royalty to Leprosy. What we're reading about in Second Chronicles chapter twenty six is about a king named Uzziah. Uzziah was considered one of the most successful kings of the southern kingdom. His name, now notice this. His name literally means Jehovah is strength. And his life illustrates the meaning or the, the early part of his life illustrated the meaning of his name. Uzziah became Judah's 11th king at age 16. And he held the second longest tenure as Judah's king, elder, 
for 52 years. So he was the second longest tenured king uh, at that particular time at 52 years. So let's read a little bit, a little bit about Uzziah. In chapter 26 of 2 Chronicles, the scripture says, Then all the people of Judah took Uzziah, who was 16 years old, and made him king in the room of his father. Can you do the, what, what version are we doing? Can you put, can we do New King James, please? Or is that, is that too late? He um, was 16 years old and made him king in the room of his father, Amaziah. He built Eloth and restored it to Judah after that king slept with his fathers, after that king had died. Sixteen years old was Uzziah when he began to reign, and he reigned, as we said earlier, 50 and two years in Jerusalem. His mother's name also was Jechaliah of Jerusalem. Now, the first three verses, Jason, of this chapter really, it's that information that don't really mean a whole lot. Amen. Come on. But look at verse 4. And he did that which was right. Everybody say was right. He did that which was right in the sight of the Lord. So it's important that we do what's right in the sight of the Lord rather than worrying about doing what's important in the sight of people. Come on, somebody. Help your pastor. It's important in your life. Come on now. And what we got to look at this is we got to look at this individually, corporately, as a person, as a church, as a nation, to do that which is right in the eyes of the Lord. Somebody say amen. amen. So the Bible says he did that which was right in the sight of the Lord, according to all his father Amaziah did. Verse 5, and he, oh my goodness. You should underline this word or circle it. And he sought God. You know, it's important that we seek God. He sought God. In the days of Zechariah, who had understanding in the visions of God, and as long as, you got to see this, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. There's your, there's your formula. There's a formula. Pastor, how can I prosper? How can I prosper? Seek the Lord. Boy, what a word. Sometimes we're looking, you know, you know, Blake preached such a tremendous word last Sunday morning. But sometimes we're looking for this super deep, dugout, archaeological vision, revelation that's, wow. But then someone stands up and says, seek the Lord. How can I prosper? Seek the Lord. How can I be a better father? Seek the Lord. How can I be a better husband or a better wife? Seek the Lord. How can I be a better citizen? Seek the Lord. How can I be a better business person? Seek the Lord. How can I be a better Christian? 
Seek the Lord. What do I do? What do I do? And people going to all these self-helps and everything else and figuring out the 12 steps and the questions and all these things. Seek the Lord. Go after him. How many believes he has all the answers? If you believe he has every answer to every question, come on, somebody, do you believe that? If you believe it, come on, yeah, give him praise. Seek the Lord. If you believe, okay, I, I, I told you I was going to try to teach to you, but every now and then that preacher just rises up in me. But how many believes he has all the answers for the nation? How many believes he has all the answers for the government? How many believes, how many believes if the government will seek him, he'll give them the answers? How many believes that our, that our forefathers sought the Lord and they, they showed them how to build this thing? That's why I think it was Benjamin Franklin that said, Benjamin Franklin said that he thought the great seal of the United States, uh, the seal of the, the, the great seal of the United States should be a depiction of Moses leading the children of Israel out of, out of Egypt. How cool would that be? The president walks out there and there's the children of Israel walking through the Red Sea. I want to try to teach you this morning what God wants me to teach you. And so y'all, y'all have to pray for your pastor that I don't rabbit trail. But when we get, when we get, when we get on these things and we talk about seeking the Lord, here's the thing. That's the, that's the whole problem with, with, with everything and where we at. People aren't praying and seeking God. And that's why, that's why the nation gets in such a, gets in such a mess because people aren't listening to God. They're listening to their own self-motivated personal agendas. And what do I want? Me, 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 me. Oh, I wish I wanted, I wanted you to give, to give me that, that, that thing that that sheets wrote about the disease of me forgot that somebody say god deliver us from the disease of me what's well, a horrible disease danny i said it's a horrible disease are y'all ready to receive somebody say amen you know just paraphrase Dutch Sheets. How many, how many loves Dutch Sheets? His books are just awesome books, Debbie. They sure are. And he just, he's such a, he's an apostle of God and just, but uh, if you've ever read any of his books, oftentimes in his books, uh, he, he, in, in the, oftentimes before each chapter, Karen, he will preface that chapter with a, a brief story or an illustration. It's kind of like a parable, if you will. Uh, of uh, to convey what he's getting ready to talk about in that particular chapter, and he was talking about in this in this one about years ago. How many remembers a guy named Magic Johnson? Irvin Magic Johnson. Are we good? If we're good, somebody shout Amen. Irvin Magic Johnson played for the Los Angeles Lakers back when basketball was good. Sorry, guys. Lakers and Celtics. Who remembers Lakers and Celtics? Magic Johnson and Larry Bird. They played in the 1979 College National Championship game. Uh, and Magic Johnson played for Michigan State and Larry Bird played for Indiana State. Kentucky won the title in 78. Next year, these two teams played in the title. And Michigan State beat Indiana State, and so they both went into NBA careers. And all through their NBA careers, they it was a battle. It's finals. I don't know how many finals they played. But anyway, Magic Johnson got injured and was out for a good while. 
or it may have been when he was diagnosed with, uh, no, was this injury? It was an injury. Thank you, Wanda. And, and then after some time, he comes back. And then when he comes back, the people in the, in the, in the, in the arena was magic, 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 magic. And everything was centered around magic. And it was a flop. Come on, are you with me? And Pat Riley was the head coach of that team then, and he talked about we forgot that we had some other guys on that team, and everybody was just, come on. And and they referred to it as the disease of me. That's the problem today. Oftentimes in our churches, that's a problem in the world. Both the Democrats and the Republicans have the disease of me. I'm not going to get political. But I'll tell you what, I'd rather have a group of sixth graders that had the best interests of the United States in mind. And I think they could do a whole lot better job if they had their interest in the United States because they wouldn't be worrying about their own personal agendas and what the next election was going to be or what CNN or Fox News reported. It'd just be about what they could get done, Judy, for our nation. We got to get rid of the disease of me. Do y'all love your pastor? Look at your neighbor and say, I want to help you. All right. So he sought God in the days of Zechariah to understand the visions of God. Look what, look what it says here, guys. Look at this again, verse 5. And it says, and as long as he sought the Lord, God made him to prosper. Now, let's continue to read. I just want to read some verses to you. Verse 6, and he went forth, he went forth and warred against the Philistines. And he broke down the wall of Gath. Do you know what the wall of Gath is? I mean, I mean, who was from Gath? Come on, say it. Somebody shouted out. Who was from Gath? Goliath. Goliath of Gath. Goliath of Gath. And he broke down that wall. He broke down the wall of Jebna and the wall of Ashdod and built cities about Ashdod and among the Philistines. And God helped him. God helped him. I'll tell you what, when God helps you, you're going to do things, right? And God helped him against the Philistines and against the Arabians that dwelt in Gerber, Baal, and uh, Mahenium. And the Ammonites, the Ammonites gave gifts. They gave gifts to Uzziah, and his name spread abroad, even to the entering end of Egypt. For he strengthened himself exceedingly. Moreover, Uzziah built towers in Jerusalem at the corner gate, and at the valley gate, and at the turning of the wall, and fortified them. And he built towers in the desert. He dug a lot of wells. Scripture says he digged many wells, for he had much cattle. And you know, wells were important. Water was important to survive. Amen? If you, could take, if you could take a city's water supply, you could overtake the city. So he had a lot of wells, both in the low country and the plain. Everywhere he had water. Somebody shout water. Husbandmen also, vine dressers in the mountains and in Carmel, for he loved husbandry. This is agriculture. Moreover, Uzziah had a host of fighting men that went out to war by, by bands according to the number of their account by the hand of Jael the scribe. And Messiah, the ruler, under the hand of Hananiah, one of the king's captains, the whole number of the chief of the fathers of the mighty men of valor were 2,600. These were just the fathers and the leaders. Right? 2,600. 2,600. And under their hand was an army of 300, 307,500. Pretty good-sized army, right? 
that made war with mighty power to help the king against the enemy. How many know sometimes you need some help against the enemy? This guy had some help. This guy had some help. And Uzziah prepared for them throughout all the hosts. Okay, three, over 300,000 people. He gives all the hosts shields and spears and helmets and haberdashers and bows and slings to cast stones. Look at verse 15. This, this, this verse just intrigued me. And he made in Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men. Engines. Wow. Invented by clever men to be on the towers and up on the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones. So you had these engines up on the, that, that, would, that would actually shoot out. You know, we're not talking about 2019 guys or 18, whatever you We're talking... Could you say this guy? This guy was had it going on, right? Look at your neighbor and say he had it going on. But look at him again and say, "But he sought the Lord." And he made Jerusalem engines invented by cunning men to be on the towers and upon the bulwarks to shoot arrows and great stones. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped. So no politician can dream. I, put, I just wrote my own thing about, about uh, uh, this king. No politician could dream of a better tenure as a chief executive of a nation. Prosperity was enjoyed in all areas of life. Politically, his leadership was amazing. And, it, and, and Blake, it resulted in amazing successes. His armies were victorious. His projects and programs were successful. He could do nothing wrong. So what, what a fortunate position he had. Amen? Military was awesome. Tommy, superb. He was an amazing military mind, organized, prepared, inventive. What did it say? Invented engines. So his fame was spread throughout the entire known world. He was famous and recognized. You know, his strength was envied by other kings. They looked at this guy, Uzziah, and they're like, wow. They envied him. And he was able to, he was able to as we said, to construct weapons. So he, came, he became famous. He was a superb organizer. And his fame spread even to the Egyptian dynasty. And, and you could say during his, nation, during his reign, the nation enjoyed a, just a great time of prosperity. But something happened. Wouldn't it be awesome if the story ended there? Let's read it. The end of verse 15 again. And his name spread far abroad, for he was marvelously helped until he was strong. Look at the next verse. But when he was strong... And we're talking about him becoming strong in himself. You guys see this? But when he was strong, his heart was lifted up to his destruction. For he transgressed against the Lord his God. Somebody shout pride. For his... He transgressed against the Lord and went into the temple of the Lord to burn incense upon the altar of incense. I mean, 
he knows he had no business being there. God, this, God, and, and this way, the way this thing was set up, Terry, God designed the tabernacle and the temple that the, who, who was to go in there? Come on, somebody say it. The high priest. He was a king. And his heart was lifted up and he thought, I'm untouchable and I can do anything. I told you this won't be a shout me down message, but it's going to help you. Look at your neighbor one more time and say, this is for me. So one would expect King Uzziah's biography to continue, right? With all kinds of amazing accomplishments. Amen? You know, what else would we expect from somebody that had such an amazing beginning? Right? But what happened, the strength and success went to his head. That'll bring down a person, that'll bring down a home, that'll bring down a church, that'll bring down a nation. It's what's been happening to America for the past several years. We're America, we're untouchable. Oftentimes, I'm sorry, but that's what happens to your basketball team. We're Kentucky. David, come on. I didn't hear an amen. We're untouchable. How many knows it takes more than that? Somebody shout amen. So his success went to his head. He became arrogant and he became proud and he failed. One day, disrespectful of God, he walked into the temple like he owned it and he took over burning incense on the incense altar. The priest, let's read. And as Azariah the priest went in after him, and with fourscore priests, eighty. Eighty priests of the Lord that were great men, valiant men. And they withstood Uzziah the king and said unto him, It, it appertaineth not unto thee, Uzziah, to burn incense unto the Lord, but to the priests, the sons of Aaron. This was the Aaron, the, the priesthood come from the line of Aaron, that are consecrated to burn incense. Go out of this, get out of the sanctuary, for you have trespassed, neither shall it be for you, for thine honor from the Lord God. Wow. Wait a minute, don't you know who I am? I'm King Uzziah. Don't care. You're not supposed to be in here. Are y'all with me? Right? Pride goes before destruction. Humility will build up a church, a nation. Come on, are you guys with me on this scripture? Are you hearing the word or are you receiving the word? How many can say, how many can say there's, there's times in my life I need to defeat pride? Pride's got to go. Look at yourself and say pride's got to go. Can you look at yourself? Thank you, Pastor Brandon. Somebody shout amen. So, so the priest, backed up by 80 brave priests of God, they tried to prevent him. They confronted him. Look what it says. Now, I want to get that. Is that a word from the Lord? If it is, let us know. 
Uh, verse 19. Then Uzziah was wrought. Oh. Help us, Lord. The thing of it is, how many, how many knows oftentimes, every one of us, can we say that every one of us, Blake, at one time or another, we're in a situation where we need someone to confront us? How many can say you've ever been there? And somebody just needs to call you out and say, The rebuke of a brother. Are y'all with me? Somebody say it's a new year. And so we all have been in situations where somebody needs to call us out, right? And so what happens is when, that, when you're in that situation and when someone, a brother or whoever it may be, a family member, is led of the Lord to call you out, Here's where the results come into play. It's what your attitude is toward that. So they confronted him. Look what it says. They, they withstood Uzziah the king and said, you're not supposed to be here. You're not, this is, you, you know, this is consecrated to the, the, the Aaronic priesthood. Verse 19, then Uzziah was wroth. He got angry. 81 priests are saying, you don't belong here. And he got angry. And he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was wroth with the priests, uh-oh, from royalty to leprosy. While he was wroth with the priests, the, the, the leprosy even rose up in his forehead before the priests in the house of the Lord from beside the incense. So think about it. You're standing here, you know, next to the incense altar. Here's the king that's here, the king that's built. This is the man. Okay, as far as the nation goes. And here he is waving you know, incense before the Lord. The priest looks at him and says, you don't belong here. And he gets angry and leprosy immediately. We all know in, in the scripture that leprosy is symbolic of, of sin, right? From a spiritual standpoint. It's a horrible disease. And you know what? Pride is a horrible disease. And he got lifted up and said, wait a minute. I've built weapons. I've, I've done this. I've done that. Don't care. You're out of order. Yeah. You're out of alignment. Yeah. Amen? Do y'all love you, Pastor? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to get in alignment, right? Yeah. Say, God, get me in alignment. Yeah. Tommy, we all need to be in alignment with the Word of God. Yeah. Somebody help, help you. Come on, y'all got to help your Pastor. I know this ain't one of those shout me down, nobody's running the aisles, but it's good teaching, right? They confronted him and they said, you can't do this. Only the priests can do this. Get out of the temple. You are unfaithful and a disgrace. That's basically what they said. Somebody, somebody say amen. You know, and here's the deal. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to teach you just a little bit here. God established the tabernacle. He started out with the tabernacle in the wilderness through Moses so that the Israelites could understand how to come into his presence. And through the tabernacle's design and the practices associated with it, God illustrated what he required of those who would stand in his presence. Now, I'm going to tell you why, one of the reasons why he was out of, he was out of order. 
So every piece of the tabernacle was sanctified and sacred. The Israelites knew that if they didn't keep God's order when entering the tabernacle, so how I many knows? Even the high priest, you got you got to get this. And we've heard this all our lives. We've heard this preached and preached and things. But you got to understand, even even you know, uh, Ryan, they would even tie, they tied a rope on the priest's ankle. That when he went into this into the holy place, the holy of holies, if something happened, he fell dead. If he had sin in his life and he fell dead. They pull him out with the rope because they're not going in there after him. You know, oftentimes, uh, Brian, these high priests, they wouldn't even sleep the night before because they're afraid they'd have unholy dreams and not be worthy to go in there. Now, understand, you know, we're, we're not in that boat anymore. Jesus is our sacrifice, and we go in through the blood, right? But I want to teach you some things. How many knows we've got... How many knows today we've got this thing that's, that's, that, that's just grace, 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 and it don't matter what you do, you can still go in the Holy of Holies. No, you can't. Can you go to heaven through grace? Yes, you can. Like I've told you before, you can limp into heaven. But you don't enter into God's presence in the Holy of Holies when you're out of alignment. And you're walking in sin. Come on, somebody help your pastor. Do y'all want to receive a strong word? How many wants to get sin out of your life? How many wants to get pride out of your life? How many believes if you get pride out of your life, it's going to set you free? How many believes if we all get pride out of our life and prefer our brother over ourselves, stop trying to, out, stop trying to run over somebody at Walmart to get in line in front of them? Real teaching right here. Real teaching right here. Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Hallelujah. We praise you, Jesus. You're worthy, Jesus. And then we get to Walmart on Monday. Yeah. I'll run you over. Leave your gift at the altar. Are y'all with me? Now here, I want to show you something. I want to show you something. Leprosy came out on this guy. And God has said, so every piece of the tabernacle was sanctified and sacred. Israelites knew that if they kept God's tabernacle in order, his presence would lead them. Now, it's important, and you say, well, we don't go by that anymore. We, I know, Jesus, Jesus became the sacred. He's our high priest. I understand that. And he's going to save you. But the thing is, if, if you want God's presence to lead you day and night, you still have to go by God's order. What are you saying, Pastor? So no matter where they went on their journey, that order could not change. Today, oftentimes, people miss out on experiencing the glory and presence of God because, you know, the thing about it is, His presence no longer dwells in a building. It's not this building. Somebody shout Amen. We fail to move closer to God's ultimate purpose because we fail to discover that we are the church, and we're not in the church. Somebody shout amen. Look at Deuteronomy 8 real quick. Are we good? Look at Deuteronomy 8. I'm loving this word. I wish one of you guys were preaching it. So I could sit back and amen. Look at Deuteronomy 8. Look at what the Bible says. Here's, here's, here's God's plan. Beware that you, for, that you forget not the Lord your God in keeping his commandments and judgments and statutes which I command you this day. 
Lest when you have eaten and are full and you've built goodly houses and dwelt therein, and when thy herds and flocks multiply and your silver and your gold is multiplied and all that you have is multiplied, then your heart is lifted up and you forget the Lord. You forget the Lord which brought you forth out of Egypt from the house of bondage, who led you through that great and terrible wilderness where there was fiery serpents and scorpions and drought, no water. He brought forth water out of the rock. He fed you in the wilderness with manna. Anybody been there? Is this speaking to anybody spiritually? He fed you in the wilderness of manna, which your fathers knew not, that he might humble thee, that he might prove to thee that the good of the latter end. And thou say in your heart, my power, my power, and the might of mine hand has gotten me this wealth. But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that gives you power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant, which he swore unto thy fathers, into the, as, as it is this day, and it shall be, and it, and it shall be, if thou if thou forget the Lord and walk after other gods and serve them and worship them, I testify against you this day that you shall surely perish. So, if if we forget the Lord and walk after under God, other gods, if we walk after Justin and Brandon or myself or Blake. Or the music, or the worship team, or the building, or Sunday morning service, and we forget the Lord, we're making other gods. And that becomes our God. Are y'all with me? Come on. You know, if he needs to be what you are worshiping seven days a week. Amen? Not what happens here on Sunday morning. Somebody shout Amen. And if we go after other gods and we forget that, how many, how many of those, what's the scripture say? You're going to surely perish. Somebody needs to help me preach. Come on, are you receiving the word this morning? So the life of Uzziah started to decline. Don't, don't miss this. And I told you it's going to be a lot more like teaching because it's hard to preach this. But the life of Uzziah started to decline when, to, when he allowed it started when, what happened was when he allowed his heart problem to interfere with his devotion to God. When we allow our heart problem to interfere with our devotion to God, you know, I remember Pastor Gully always always said, "Get this right, and this will take care of itself." Somebody shout Amen. So what happened? The king's eyes were taken from God and placed on self. Somebody say self. Whatever, you know, it could be a number of things, but something. what happened was, Sarah, he took his eyes off God. Right? Look at verse 15 again. Here's the tragedy. All this, all this prosperity and success, Uzziah began to think he was personally responsible I'm going to say that again. All of this success, Uzziah began to think he was personally responsible for it. Amen? So in verse 15, we see the word, go back there. In verse 15, we see the word till at the end of the chapter, which is actually the word until, until he was strong. So that's the point of the downfall, Randy. The king lost 
he lost consciousness that God was responsible for his success. And can I tell you, our Father's house, that any time we lose consciousness that God is, is, is the one that's responsible for any of our success, we will, we're headed down the same path. Because we will never accomplish anything without God's help. And any results that we get will be short-lived because they were birthed out of the flesh and not out of the spirit and God behind it. I'm about to prophesy. I feel an anointing. The king's pride blinded him to the need of humility. Somebody shout amen. So what caused him to enter the temple and offer incense? You know, we're not, we're not told that, and really it's not necessary to know. What we do know is the king knew he was doing wrong. Amen? The entire nation knew their king was doing wrong. Let me say this statement. Pride will never make a wrong action right. Amen? We got to kill pride. Somebody say kill pride. I'm going to get some shirts. Kill pride. Pride's what made Lucifer the devil. Pride is what made one of the three archangels the devil. And I'm sorry, don't be offended by your pastor, but pride will make you a devil. That's, that's tough, but if it made him a devil, well, well, how were you any difference? He was sitting right there with God. He said, I will ascend to the throne. I will be like God. I, 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 the disease of me. Jesus said, I beheld him as a lightning. Kaboom, you're out, pal. Somebody help me preach. So all of his successes were erased because he thought he could modify God's expressed commands. He thought he was superior to God in deciding how the temple activities or worship was to be conducted. Oh, my word. Wouldn't it be awesome sometime if we just came in here and there was such a, we were so sold out to Jesus that you guys have been so sold out to Jesus all week long that... The keyboard player comes up here and starts to play. Can't even play, and everybody just falls out in the spirit. Yeah. Wait a minute, no music? Oh, yeah, no music. We're good. Yeah. Somebody shout amen. amen. I'm trying to preach you and teach you something that'll help you. Bless Are y'all receiving it? Yeah. All right. Somebody say pride's got to die. So here's the deal. It was all due to his pride. I'm going to say this, and I want you to get this. Don't miss this. This, this may be the most important statement I make in this, in, this, in this message. Pride leads to every other vice. Everything hinges on. Pride was the original sin. Amen? So, you know what it is? It's, it's, the, it's, the, complete, it's the complete anti-God state of mind. That's what pride is. Amen. So as as long can we say this, as long as you're proud, you can't know God. 
Let me show you something. Come here, Blake. You guys love Blake. Ain't he awesome? Come over here, man. Preached so good last week, didn't he? Turn around and look at me. Okay, right now, I'm in a position to where I'm looking down on Blake. Right? I'm up here. I'm looking down on Blake. Can I tell you that as long as you're looking down on Blake, you will never be looking up or whatever. That's what you need to be looking at. Because you're looking down. Oh, you got to get that. Because you're looking down on somebody else. When you're looking down on somebody else, your eyes aren't where they're supposed to be. Because... You're looking down on them because you feel like you're superior to them when really you should be looking up and say none of us are superior. The, the ground is level at the foot of the cross. Amen? The ground is level at the foot of the cross. Hallelujah. Somebody say praise the Lord. Are we having a good time? I'm having a blast up here. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So Uzziah believed himself to be bigger than God. Oh, don't, don't, don't miss this. You've you got you to hear this. God became, and, and this so, I think this so happens. Elder Rice, I think this so happens, pastors. And I think this so happens so often in the church. In the church. And I, this is what happened with Uzziah. God, or God, to him, God became a convenient object rather than the controlling focus. It was just convenient. I'll walk into the temple because it's convenient rather than God being the controlling focus. Now, I'm going to show you something. Don't miss this. You got to see this. Here's what he did. So what happened, how many understands, Donnie, that, that the way the tabernacle, the way the temple was set up, how many knows you had the outer court? Pastor Justin, young people, you guys should know this by heart. You taught them this, right? The, the layout, you know, uh, the tabernacle. You had the outer court. You had the holy place. James, we had the outer court. We had the holy place. And then we had the holy of holies. Uh, so the outer court, everybody could come to the outer court, right? And then you come into the next place. You got the holy place. And then the third, the third place was called the holy of holies, the most holy place, the holy of holies. And, 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 and oh, gosh, I get started on it. I could teach on this stuff all day. But, but the thing about in the Holy of Holies, Sam, in the most holy place, this is where the Ark of the Covenant was, and this is where God said, I'm going to meet with you. Right? He said, this is the Shekinah glory of God is in this place. That's the light that where God would meet with the priests there. Okay? So, and, but in, in this layout, you had all these furnishings. It's important to know. It's important to know that, that it, what you had was, first of all, and what he passed up. Don't miss this. What he passed up was the brazen altar. So what are you saying, Pastor? Oh, gosh, this is such, it's so important. He went straight past the brazen altar. There's no repentance. And he goes in and says, I'm waving incense. He goes past the laver. Uh, uh, then he goes past, then he goes past the laver. What's the laver? It's symbolic of the word and the washing of the water of the word. Yeah. 
what he's what, what we're saying is I don't need the altar of repentance and I don't need the direction of the word. Just let me just come straight in and worship. I'm going to wave incense before the Lord. And somebody says, you forgot a couple stops along the way. Therefore, God is not receiving your worship because you got junk in your life. And then it, then it just becomes a performance. And then it becomes just emotionally stirring. And there's no life change. And people go out the same way they came in. People go out still in bondage. People go out still, still sick. People go out unsaved. Because it's, a, it's an emotional high and it's a show. Music, music is, you guys have heard me say it before. And, you know, and we love music. And, and God, God, listen, God created music for worship. But you can take music and you can affect people's emotions in so many ways. Do you guys know when you're at the mall, if it's crowded, they put the fast music on to get people through there. We need to move the people. When the crowd gets low, they slow the music down. Slow them down. Listen, I've been around church all my life. We get in these Pentecostal services in a traditional Pentecostal church. If you play the right beat, they'll shout you down till midnight. Can I be honest with you? Can I just be honest with you? You know, Brian, you know, when you have, I'd have to get up and go to work, you know, have to get up at 5 a.m. He got to a certain time, I'd look at one and say, sing something slow. <laughs> well, that's awful, Pastor. No, I'm telling you, because a lot of it's fleshly motivated. And it's emotions because people didn't stop at the laver and they didn't stop at the brazen altar. Uzziah says, I'm going to wave incense. No, you're not, pal. You're going to die as a leper. And I'm just going to say right now, everybody needs to search their heart. If you've got pride in your heart, you need to get it right. So, so God will receive your worship. Somebody shout amen. Help me out. You guys help me out, Justin. Pastor, Elder Rice, Elder Curtis. Here we go. So he stormed by the brazen old lever. He, he, he bypassed, I'm just about done. He bypassed the brazen old. He went straight into the holy place. Here's something else he ignored. He ignored, and we, you know, it'd be great to do some teaching on this. But, Blake, he ignored the table of showbread. And he went right past the golden candlestick. Don't need any of those. But what, 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 what the church of Laodicea, what was the letter to them? 
I'm rich. I'm increased with goods. I have need of nothing. And, 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 and the word says, the word says, you're blind, you're poor, you're miserable, you're naked. And says, if you don't, if you don't get things right and do your first works over, come back to your first love, I'm going to come and I'm going to remove the candlestick out of his place. Not his place. His place. So this guy went right past. I ain't worried about that. I'm, I'm just going to go in here where I can, I can do my thing. Are y'all with me? Somebody help your pastor. So he went inside the holy place straight to the altar of incense. It's, it was a tragic ending. Leon, it was a tragic ending from royalty, from royalty to leprosy. Let's read it. We're going to finish. Come on up, Mr. Mr. Keyboard Player. Let's finish. They withstood Uzziah and king, verse 18, and said to him, and Appetit, you're not supposed to be here. Verse 19, he was angry. Somebody say angry. Attitude. Somebody say wrong attitude. And he had a censer in his hand to burn incense. And while he was angry with the priest, the leprosy rose up in his forehead before the priest in the house from beside the incense altar. And and Azariah, which was the chief priest, and all the priests looked upon him, and behold, he was leprous in his forehead, and they thrust him out from thence. Yea, himself, he hurried at this point. Uh Uh-oh, time to go now. Time to go now. So he hurried to go out because the Lord, that's scary. And it's pride. Listen, guy, listen, everybody... How many can say everybody has things that they deal with in life? You know, it's, I mean, I'm just talking about, see, how, many, how many can say, you, am I the only one? Thank you, Mr. Daniel. Two hands raised. But I'm telling you, there's so many, you know, we go through so many things and stuff and we struggle in life. You know, there's things people struggle with. I want to tell you something. Pride is, pride is, pride is something that's, you got to get that out of there. It's so anti-God. Somebody shout Amen. I've seen pride keep people from doing a lot of things. I've seen pride keep people from asking for forgiveness. You know what? I've seen pride keep people from coming to the altar when they need to come and get saved. Somebody help me. Here we go. So look what it says here. Verse 21, and Uzziah the king. Wow, that's a, that's a, that's a horrible sentence, isn't it? Uzziah the king, Uzziah the king was a leper until the day of his death. And he dwelt in a several house, being a leper, for he was cut off from. Yeah. He was cut off from the house of the Lord, and Jotham his son was over the king's house, judging the people of the land. Now the rest of the acts of Uzziah, first and last, did Isaiah the prophet, the son of Amr, Amaz, Mazrite. Look what, look what verse 23 says. And so Uzziah, Uzziah slept with his fathers, he died. And they buried him with his fathers in the field of the burial which belonged to the kings. For they said he's a leper. And Jotham, his son, reigned and said, so, so if you, you, what you've got to understand here, he's not buried. He wasn't even buried in the royal cemetery with the previous kings of Judah. But in a field which lied parallel, 
And listen, listen to this. Give me your full attention. I'm just about through with this word. This could be some of the most important parts. But his eulogy does not read of success, prosperity, military genius, or one who followed God's command. His eulogy was short. He is a leper. One would expect a marvelous accolade to be chiseled into the grave marker of Uzziah. However, it had four simple words. Read it. He is a leper. All was lost by the subtle sin of pride, self-sufficiency, and self-willed religion. I don't need God. I'm above that. Do you understand why the United States of America is being blessed financially right now? How many, how, many, how many knows the stock market is at an all-time high? Highest it's ever been. It's not because of a Republican or a Democrat. It's not even specifically because of Donald Trump. Put, put Genesis 12, 3 up. It's because we are blessing the nation of Israel. Here's what God said about Israel. I will bless those who bless you and I will curse him who curses you. So we bless Israel. And here's the deal. We got to come to the place, David, that it doesn't matter who's saying we bless Israel. I'm just going to go on record and say, if one of the liberal Democrats say we're going to bless Israel, I'm saying, all right. Come on, somebody help your pastor. Are y'all with me? It's not about Republican or Democrat. It's not about politics. That's the problem. We've got to get back to the word and swallow pride and say, hey, we're going to bless Israel. That's why the stock market's at an all-time high. Our president says we're going to move the U.S. Embassy from Tel Aviv to Jerusalem, where it belongs. We're going to support Israel. We got your back. As long as we do that, it's going to keep climbing. As long as we do that, God's going to... It's the word, you guys. Somebody shout amen. So here's the deal in closing. God helped Uzziah to be successful and he became famous. But he began to, don't miss this, he began to trust in the strength of his own abilities. That's, that's extremely dangerous. Somebody say amen. You know what he became proud to his destruction? Amen. So when pride and arrogance takes over, a haughty spirit follows. Somebody shout amen. And so you're walking in pride and haughtiness. If you aren't submitted to the correction of spiritual authority, then you're headed for destruction. And really, it don't matter what we've accomplished. Okay, don't miss this. I promise. I'm just about done. You're not going to get any credit in heaven by entering the presence of God illegally. Get it right, get it out, 
Come and worship. Do you understand? Can, can you understand what kind of how God will receive that worship? If we get pride out of our lives, and we we worship Him with a pure heart. Amen. Do y'all love you, Pastor? So really, at the end, it don't. It, it just you know, if we we come in illegally, and and then and then on top of that, when correction comes, Blake, oftentimes just like Isaiah, the person, we become angry, don't we? How dare you say that to me? We got to be. Willing to say, yep, that's me. I'm going, but, but I'm on my way up. Somebody say, I'm on my way up. I'm getting the pride out. Has anybody ever had to deal with pride? Did I preach the right message? So King Uzziah began to trust in his own strength. And as a result, he ended up a leper for the rest of his life. We talked about this scripture here. I got two more scriptures. We're done. I promise. We talked about this scripture in the men's meeting last Monday night. I was here and was able to come, and it was a tremendous blessing. Look here. Look here what it says. And I'm going to close. Second Corinthians chapter 12. We talked about this in the men's meeting last Monday. Second Corinthians 12, verse 9. Look what it says. Look what it says. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee. My strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities and reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distresses for Christ's sake. I want you to see this. Last part of verse 10. What's it say? For when I am weak, then I am strong. What happened to Uzziah was he got strong in the flesh and then he ended up weak, Randy. Now, one more verse. Okay, here's. Now, somebody say pride needs to die. Now, throw up, throw up Isaiah chapter 6, and we're done here. Don't miss this. You guys can come on up. Come on up, worship, worship team. Come on up, worship leaders. Come on up. Do y'all know Christian's a worship leader? Kristen, do you know you're a worship leader? He's a bass player. He's a worship leader. Amen. Look what this says. This is Isaiah the prophet. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of his robe filled the temple. So can we read it like this? Can we read it? In the year that pride died. Pride was taken off the throne, and I saw the Lord on the throne. And he was high and lifted. Blake, Blake, back to what we were talking about. Now we can see, see him because he's high and lifted up. And the train, keep going. The train of his robe filled the temple. Did I just give you that one verse? I'm sorry. I think I just gave him the first verse. Above it stood seraphim. Each one had six wings. With two, with two he covered his face. With two he covered his feet. And with two he flew. And one cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Keep going. And the posts of the door were shaking. Here's, what, here's, here's the kind of stuff that happens when pride dies. 
And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. I mean, like to see the house shaking and the house filled with smoke. Wouldn't make a whole lot of difference who was preaching then, would it? Wouldn't be none of us preaching. We'd all be on our faces. Keep going. When pride dies, Daniel, subtitle on the message, when pride dies. So I said, all right, everybody say it. Here's Isaiah the prophet. He wrote over 300 prophecies concerning Christ. Isaiah said, so woe is me. Can we all say that? Come on, say it again. Look at your neighbor and say, you're not all that. Now look back at them and say, neither are you. (laughs) (coughs) Woe is me, for I am undone, because I'm a man of unclean lips. And I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips. For my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of hosts. Keep going. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having in his hand a a live coal, which he had taken from the tongues of the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lip. Your iniquity is taken away and your sin is purged. When we realize, like Isaiah, does anybody believe that if any, you know, none of us have a right to be prideful, but does anybody believe that, if, if, that most likely Isaiah had more of a right than we do? If you wanted to put it in those terms. But what did he say? Woe is me. When pride, the year that King Uzziah died, they saw the Lord. How many wants to see the Lord? Do you want to see the Lord or do you want to see a church service? I think what we come to in the world, I'm not talking about our, just our Father's house, but we come to this place, and Daniel and I were talking about this morning. You know, it's just about being a church service. No, we need to see Him. Amen. If you would like to know more about Our Father's House and upcoming events, log on to ourfathershouseky.org.